Salutations, y'all, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. I am your lovable, foul-melted voice of chaos, Gavril, and this, of course, is my snack-sized co-host, Mr. Kevin. Hello. Today, we have a very special guest, an old friend of the show, someone we have talked shit about for months. It is, of course, our buddy Russian, also known as Nikolai. Nikolai, how you doing, buddy? Greetings, comrades. Thank you so much. Last week, we didn't talk about a damn thing because apparently these guys couldn't do a show without me. And I was busy treading water and trying not to drown in the Mad Max meets Waterworld shit show that was called Hurricane Harvey. This week, we're going to be talking about 7.3 and our reactions, along with some helpful information that I will very promptly attempt to invalidate. Uh, and now you're going to say he's just a friend, but baby, you've got what I need right into this week's show. Uh First of all, though, first of all, before we even get into how our week's going, we just want to go ahead and apologize to everybody that has been listening and has been following and has been interacting with us over the last, oh God, almost a year now. What is it, like nine months, Kevin? Yeah. Something like nine months. Uh, we want to just go and apologize to everybody. This last month, especially pretty much the month of August, maybe a little bit of the end of July, has been really sketchy with content coming out and with the shows being out on a timely basis. We've just had an absolute shit show uh, for everybody with family things and all sorts of other stuff going on. Uh, we just wanted to go ahead and say that we are sorry and we are going to be doing our very dead level best to get back to producing the shitty content that you are oh so familiar with and you wait with bated breath for every week. Kevin, do you have anything you'd like to say to everybody before we jump into the show? Yeah, you know, sorry guys, it's just been personal life coming up for people and trying to get our ducks in a row. Um, I'm actually going to be, you know, trying to book some work travel around the show so that we can stick it, you know, stick to a regular schedule here. So, um, trying to just make sure that you guys get your content and we get our hour long ramblings out each week. So here you go. I think that definitely works. All right. So, um, Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? Um, Pretty good. I have been reinvigorated with WoW. Um, the Albion ship has sailed for me, I think. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I started to get to a point where, like, I was going to be forced into doing a lot of PvP content in Albion, and I was just like, that's not really the game I want to play. Um, you know, hiding from fucktards who are trying to kill me. So I decided to come back to the casual World of Warcraft. And, awesome. Good to hear. Um, yeah, so I've done a few things in terms of like basically stuff that I would consider between patch or between major content patch stuff, like leading up to this week with Argus. Um, mm -hmm. I completed, well, actually just last night, I finally com completed a rep grind for Margos, the uh, fishing rep guy in uh, Dalaran. Yeah. So I was able to buy the new uh, fishing mount, which was pretty cool. Um, and I've also been doing a lot of different auction housey type stuff that I was basically doing in Albion, but now I'm doing it in this game. So, um, my new goal is to work with friend of the show LB and, uh, start to craft a bunch of the Legion, um, feasts and eventually start selling them on the auction house. So I personally cannot make the feast yet because Nomi hates me. Um, probably because I've talked shit about Nomi on the show. Uh, mm -hmm. but I am still crafting up all the mats that I need to do that. So I'm working on getting my artifact fishing pole maxed out to get the fish needed to create the feasts. So I was able to um, 
finally get the last artifact trait on my fishing pole, the one that gives you a smaller um, radius mm-hmm. on uh, aggro. Agro, yeah. So I got that, and then I got level one out of three of the koi, which is what I need to start fishing up koi. Um, so I'm waiting until I get like three out of three on the artifact fishing pole until I actually move over to Suramar and start farming that because I'm getting a shit ton of um, fish out of uh, High Mountain right now and selling them in the auction house for bank. So uh, doing pretty well there. Um, I I'm appreciate also your life story. Yeah. I've also been doing a bunch of world quests and raiding. Um, we're doing progression on Tumas Argaris right now, and we finally got down one. We got down Sisters of the Moon the other night. Mm-hmm. Then we worked on Desolate Host, and we spent a night dying to Desolate Host, and definitely making some progress. But it's still a difficult fight, and trying to figure out how to how to win that fight. So um, I think when we get some people back next week and we get some people shifted around and maybe get a third healer, um, we'll be winning at uh, Desolate Host. Hey, that's great to hear. I I love to hear that you're back in a rating, dude. I love to hear that you're having a lot of fun. Um, So Nikolai, Nikolai, how's your week been, buddy? Well, I've gotten my first week or two of freedom in the last year, so that's been quite lovely. Yeah, I know. So Um, uh, so Nikolai is a very old friend of mine. I used to raid with Nikolai years and years ago. Uh, back during um, Cataclysm. And um, uh, he has been very absent for a while now, um, but he is back for a little while. It is great to see him and it's great to play games with him again. Sorry, go ahead, dude. Just wanted to give a little information about you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, basically what he said, it's been great to be back for a little while. I've been basically in front of my computer for like 10 hours a day, just catching up on everything. I think I've played every single Blizzard game besides for Diablo, and I've been enjoying it so far. So, well, hey, it's it's great to have somebody that's got that perspective of I've been in a drought for so long. I want to have fun. Exactly. Yeah, definitely great to hear. So, um, what else has been going on for you this week, buddy? I uh, just caught up on my uh, the new seven point three shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, got. I think 903 item level. I mean, considering I've played maybe like once a month, that's not too bad. Like for the last, like, you know, seven to eight months. Not um, bad at all, dude. Yeah. So it, it's possible, you know, if you, uh, just play a little bit, you don't really have to pull in like crazy amount of work to really have a decent item level. You do some simple things like, well, like an hour, two hours a day and you, not even a day, like a week and you'll be fine. Awesome. Uh, anything else going on with your video gaming for the last week? I've just did. I actually managed to get the last day of the beta for um, what do you call it? Destiny, Destiny. two. Destiny two. I mean, I, I I grinded through that. It was kind of boring. Nothing really, no, like no, nothing really drops where the excitement would be. So it was just kind of just shoot a lot of build, you know things and see some aliens get destroyed and whatever. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I did not pre-order Destiny two, so I I didn't get into the beta. So I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got enough games on my plate right now. My backlog it was open is... Beta. I don't care. I, my backlog is... Do you know what my backlog of video games on Steam looks like right now? You don't now? want to open that box. You don't want to I open really that box. really don't. I have like $9,000 worth of content and items in Steam, and I've barely scratched the surface of playing almost Why? any of it. 
Why? Why not is the question. <laughs> I buy them mostly on sales and bundles, okay? Okay. Okay, I own like 36 copies of Bad Rats, okay? So you have no idea what that game is. You I don't. don't uh, you don't understand what that means. But just suffice it to say, I have 36 copies of Bad Rats. Um, so in other news, Mr. Chris is not here today specifically. Uh, he is busy keeping little fingers out of all of his stuff. Uh, he is babysitting and unable to be here for the show today. Uh, we love him and we are sorry he has to deal with children. Yeah, not by his choice either. Not by choice. It, it was not on a, him. It was not a voluntary situation for him. Um, <laughs> that should be a great intro into uh, this next uh, 7.3 patch. <laughs> a little bit of the 7.3 stuff. It, it's not a voluntary situation. There's your title. Um, so myself in this last week, I have been playing so much Hearthstone. Of course, I am playing a shitload of Hearthstone. Uh, I am sorry, Lazy AI. I just love the game. Um I am hating druids, fuck druids, fuck ultimate infestation, fuck Malfury and the Pestilent, and fuck Spreading Plague. Um, besides that, I'm playing a little bit of WoW, I'm playing a little bit of uh, StarCraft II, Dahaka's out uh, as a co-op commander, so I've been having a lot of fun with him. Uh, and I'm still playing Warframe. Uh, I, I, I have not scratched that Korean grinding itch yet, so we'll see how that goes. Um... So before we jump into listener feedback this week, Nikolai, um, Mr. Russian, Mr. Nikolai, uh, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about yourself. Just uh, try to get a little idea about you. All right, buddy? I'm feeling it. Let's go. All right. So how long have you been playing WoW? Since I started, uh, I remember playing some uh, free, like those like knockoff servers in like Burning Crusade, mm -hmm. where you can like start as like a level 70 or whatever and kind of do your thing. Uh, but I, I legitimately started playing like subscription based, like on the actual Y site at like the very beginning of Frozen Throne. And, uh, I remember I made a rogue and that, that I stuck with him until like the very, very end of, um, Cataclysm? No, not, not Cataclysm. The, not uh, Cataclysm. Um, Wrath? No, yeah, Wrath. And, uh, yeah, and then after that, I mean, because that was a good, what, like two years Wrath has been out? And, uh, yeah, and, uh, then I went on, then I played basically every single raid, uh, until Mr. Pandaria. And I think after the first, uh, well, you were we there. We went through yeah. the first, we went through the yeah. first two, we went through Terrace and Mogushan. And, yeah, so, and Terrace, then we got, well, we got burnt no, out there because we, we started doing like semi hardcore bullshit. Yeah. And no, we did Mogushan and Heart of Fear to completion. We didn't finish Heroic Terrace. We did Mogushan and uh, Heart of Fear on Heroic, but we didn't do Terrace. Yeah. On Heroic. And that was back when there was... Was there a Mythic back then? No, there was no Mythic difficulty yeah. back so, then. So we were, wait, we were was hardcore it, ready. Was it Chris who was um, perpetuating the semi-hardcore bullshit that made you stop playing the game? No, no it, it actually was, wasn't it was me. the guild. Yeah. It was the guild we were in. We had yeah. dropped the guild that we had been in forever since Cataclysm, uh, because just it just fell apart and we weren't raiding anymore. And we knew a guy, uh, Blake, uh, who was in a guild that was the top guild on the server who had transferred from Horde side to Alliance side. I think for raiding racials or something like that, or the Alliance side had a, 
less competitive pool of raiders so that they had better options to get better raiders out of it and that um, was before any there was no like realm mixing or anything like your realm was your own that had an identity you know everybody in the realm it was like it's not like now where like it doesn't matter which realm you are it just kind of is what it is but before it's like you know if you're in that realm you know like you know everybody there so like if there's a crazy guild that's doing things that's it's great but now it's just like all right well there's no identity so so they they faction changed and we joined them and uh they were just a pile of dicks and yeah that was pretty much it we went through the first three raids of the tier and they were just basically the first tier we went through the first three raids terrace heart and uh mogushan and we were just like fuck it i'm done with this uh isle of thunder i think had just come out and we were just like nope done with this i quit I'm, i'm not dealing with this bullshit anymore what were they doing that caused you to quit though um, they were trying to pull like the six and seven hour, like four nights a week stuff. Um, oh and you know, fully, completely elderly geared off spec. You know, I was, I was recruited because I, I was a good tank. I was recruited because I was a good tank and they needed a main tank. Um, because their off tank had gone to school or something like that. Uh, their main tank, sorry, had gone to school. So their off tank didn't want to be a main tank. So I went off, I went main tank for them. Uh, but then they decided that their off tank decided he wanted to be a main tank. So they decided to put me into the off. They said, they told me I needed to be in the off tank spec and that I needed to be like fully geared and knowledgeable about ret. And I had never been geared or knowledgeable about ret in mists. And I was just like, dude, I, you're asking me to jump through a bunch of hoops when I don't have the gear to support it. And I don't have the knowledge to support it either. Like, you're get, you you know my DPS is not going to be up to par for a progression rating guild at that point. And they were like, well, you know, you suck, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, whatever, dude. I'm, I'm fucking done. And I quit. And I think also, didn't they kick you, Nikolai? No, they didn't. It wasn't a kick. It was a bench because yeah. at one point, um, I don't think I was pulling enough numbers because I guess how my class was situated where, you know, there's going to be classes that will fall behind other classes and they're freaking hunters that are always up there and be like, just destroy the numbers and kind of raise that bar. And then you, when you can't, when you have constant moving fights for like a range DPS that can really impact your numbers, uh, oh, there's a lot of obviously factors in that. And now, now to be fair, you yeah. are a Nikolai. And, and to be fair, yes, I have I have a, a strong amount of ADD that comes with that, so I get tunnel uh, visioned a lot. So and all those factors kind of come together. And when it comes to a hardcore raiding guild, it, it really you have to be like on your fucking game every second mm-hmm. of the day. So like if you slip a little bit or your numbers drop because you're not pressing the exact right buttons at the exact right time and moving the exact right way, everything kind of falls apart. So. Yeah, there's definitely some blame comes to me because I'm not, you know, a Korean robot. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, so okay. th- th- that that was the long and the short of that. But yeah, um, yeah, no, Nikolai and I have known each other. What is it? Six years now, something like that. Probably more than that. I don't, I, I don't even remember when. I don't remember when I j- I joined at the I end of the- Firelands tier. I joined at the end. Yeah, I joined. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Do it big at the end of the Firelands tier. What was it? it- no, no, it, it was like towards big. the beginning of the Firelands, right? Though, no, I no, remember no. You- I joined towards the end of Firelands tier because y'all were already doing heroic, and I joined in. And I was tanking like heroic Shannox, and I was helping with 
you know, the final bits of progression. Yeah, the, the very and then, first of, uh, yeah. and then Dragon Soul came out and I got promoted to main tank with yeah. me and Relentless, I think it was. Those are good times. Those were good times. Yep. And then Dragon Soul came in and that was just probably the one of the best ones. We have a lot of nostalgia about yeah. Dragon Soul. A lot of people don't like Dragon Soul, but I don't, I, I don't, Nikolai and I, Nikolai and I both have a lot of nostalgia about it. So beside the point. All right. So listener feedback, Mr. Kevin, what kind of feedback do we have this week, buddy? Uh, yeah, let's start off with some feedback from Twitter. We actually got a few interactions on Twitter. Um, we did get a few new followers also. Mr. Mick Mangoli. Mag- Mangione. Mangione. Mick Mangione. Uh, and Mr. Tyler Madison followed us. Welcome, guys. Hello. Welcome to the show. Um, something here from a gnome named Frasley Sparkspan. Uh, Fras- he's, is, is that Frasley from Frasley's The Frasley Show? This I don't podcast. know. Is I don't know. Might it be. sounds huntable regardless. <laughs> it does sound huntable. It sounds very, very huntable, Nikolai. Hey, gnomes life matters. All right. Gnome they, gnome they don't. Gnome they don't. <laughs> I, I stand says, with uh, Gab's decision. He says that our next show title or our the next title of our episode should be Space Goats Coast to Coast. And th- this is... This is good for Argus. I mean, I I agree with him. There was a lot of space goats in the cinematic, so why not? There was quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of shit in the space goats, <laughs> and it is really, yeah. It's, there's a lot of crazy bullshit, whatever. Um, and yeah, that is that is Frazzle. That's from that's Frazzle Cast. It's got to be Frazzle Cast. Okay. Uh, it's another. What's going on? Yeah, is it, uh, Frazzle is um, uh, Frazzle Cast. It's another. Uh, World of Warcraft podcast. I, I remembered them because I remembered hearing about them. I think they were on one of the shows of Realm Maintenance, either the one before us or the one after. Or they might have been on our show, the same show we were on, the same episode. Uh, but welcome aboard. How you doing, Frazzle? How you doing, Frazzle? Yeah, we'll definitely have to check out the show. Uh, hashtag Gnome Lives Matter. They Let's don't. Uh, keep, keep the uh, race alive. No. All right. Um, moving on to Mr. Lazy AI, who had a comment about our last week when we weren't able to make a show. And the and he week says before the week before that. Yeah. And he says, uh, it's time for us to pin on hiatus due to Texas sogginess on our Twitter page. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, last week we were on hiatus because, well, I don't know why they were on hiatus. I was on hiatus because, you know, torrential 50 inches of rain in the course of three days. So, I mean, that's just me. These guys, I have no idea. And did you make it out alive? I think our I, listeners need to know. I'm I'm sorry to inform you that I am actually dead. <laughs> I, I, I recorded I am, this just we, in case <laughs> I was to die, and uh, I'm sorry. So yeah, my, my last earthly action was to record an episode of this podcast to be released a week and a half later. <laughs> and he actually recited all the words in the dictionary so that I can put a show together without him. In the if necessary, if absolutely necessary, he can, except for the words I make up, like for Glopius. <laughs> except that I did record that one, too. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Lord Shaper also tweeted at us. Um, he's at Lord Shaper on Twitter. He is our Australian friend. Hello. Uh, he our says for the filthy casuals like himself and with 7.3 coming out, should anyone who hasn't hit Artifact Research 40 save all their Artifact power until it hits? Didn't the answer they, is no, correct? No. 
no, just use your fucking AP. Just use it now while you've got it. It, it yes. doesn't hurt to use it, uh, especially because that stuff rolls when it generates. It uses the artifact knowledge when it, the artifact knowledge you're currently at when it generates. So if you got like I did this, I actually tested this. I wanted to see if this worked. Um, back when Legion began, I picked up a bunch of artifact items and I was just like, I'm just going to hold on to these until I get my next level of artifact knowledge. And no, it doesn't give you any extra RP. So just use it now. And I think some people were pissed off about this too, because they started dumping AP into off specs and you actually need a shit ton of AP into your main spec for the nether like crucible traits. Yes. But what Nikolai and I have discovered as we were running around today, we did something like, 700 million AP in total between all the various rares and world quests and one-time quests and shit like that. So we did almost like 600 to 700 million AP in like two hours. So yeah, just on Argus, just on Argus, just just running, just running like world quests and killing rares. So you get a ton of AP really quickly. Now, I mean, without the one-time quests we did, you know, we're talking more like the 200 to 300 million range, but that's like not even seriously grinding it. We were just kind of exploring the map and looking for teleportation pads and things like that. I see. So, okay. Um, and one more tweet from Mr. Lazy AI who comments on last week's show. Chris disappears. Kevin embraces Papa Nurgle. Gavril hearthstones the ship into, into a hearthstone while sailing on a sea of hearthstone. That is actually incredibly correct. I, I did, in fact, hearthstone the ship into a hearthstone while sailing on a sea of hearthstones while captaining a hearthstone. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, what we've realized this week, uh, what we knew before is that, uh, our, uh, listener, Mr. AI absolutely despises Hearthstone. Um, yes. which you know what? That's like your opinion, man. You are entitled to your opinion and you know, I respect your opinion. Uh, and I definitely, I definitely want to review this whole long email that he sent us at the end of the show today. Yeah, definitely. I'd like, I'll go over it, you know, but the thing is, it's like, it doesn't really matter what we say because it's like this is obviously a deeply held uh opinion that he has and i respect that opinion completely and you know what it's not my place to try to turn anybody's opinion about this stuff i you know all i can do is just speak my own opinion about it so uh more power to you for hating it uh i personally don't okay uh we had a few emails from alisander who has she's a uh, podcast listener is extraordinaire and supporter of the community. Um, she sent out this question to us and several other podcasts uh, to get our thoughts. Um, we'll go over them quickly. First question is, do you think that there will be a mini event thrown at us to fill the end of Legion? Something like the fight to retake Nomergon slash the Broken Isles. Echo Isles. Um, Echo Isles. That really isn't a part of the big, bigger expansion story. What loose ends might you like to see? Nikolai, since you are the guest, I'm going to give you the first shot at this. To be honest, I have no, not the slightest clue. Okay, I expected that to be the answer. Um, Kevin, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go briefly. I don't think that there's going to be a large event at the end of the expansion. I think probably what we're getting on Argus and the world quests that exist now in the Broken Shores are probably going to be our end game until the next raid or until the next expansion comes out, which I'm 
I'm going to say is like maybe summer next year. That's my thought. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be some kind of a big thing. They might do something like what they did with Legion invasions, which would be fun. Um, something that happens for a limited period of time where you can like upgrade your alts or get your alts to max level quickly. That would be really cool. I'd like to see something like that, but I don't think there's going to be any major new content after what we saw with seven three. Okay. Um, now I, I, we talked about this when we were setting up the show notes today, when we were talking and discussing about what kind of major, major, you know, points we wanted to hit during the show. Um, and I was like, no, we're not going to see anything, but you know, stopping and thinking about it and putting a little bit of thought into it, you know, I, I feel like we might see something, um, in the same vein as maybe sort of like the Legion invasions, maybe just a little bit story chunkier. Um, I could definitely see us possibly, you know, spoiler alert, if nobody's been paying attention to, you know, uh, the armor links and the information that they're, you know, data mining about uh, the next expansion about 8.0 um, spoiler alert, go ahead and stop listening and fast forward. Like, three or four minutes um long story short i i can see it being sort of like a lead-in if i'm right if i'm right about everything i've been saying about uh jaina being back on cold and leading an army of cold for whatever possible reason she might have pirate mage queen extraordinaire i don't know i can definitely see jaina like like cold being sort of like a lead-in point to the next expansion and that being sort of the pre-expansion event. Um, I could definitely see that being something that we might see. So I, I doubt so we're going to have fights, basically pirate fight, like magic pirate fights, teleporting, flying ships over cities or something. I don't know. I have no idea what it will be consisting of, but my personal idea with the Jaina, my, my personal theory and the, and the theory that I've been backing in the community uh, about Jaina is that she's back on Kul and she's getting ready to lead an army of Kul Tirans, uh, very, very angry mage human pirates. Uh, that's okay. my theory. Um, I, I can see us getting something like that, sort of like in the same vein as the evasion event, like they pop up somewhere and people get together and they fight them. I can see that being what we get for a pre-expansion event and sort of like the wrap up to... Uh, Legion. Okay. Uh, moving on to our next question, Alexander continues. Now that we have killed off the chosen generals of Sargeras, who will he replace them with? Bolvar and Queen Ashara seem like the like- likeliest choices, setting up for a reprisal of Warcraft Three with an Illidan versus Arthas slash the Lich King battle. Nikolai, you are our guest again. You may go ahead. Can you repeat the question, please? No, I'm not repeating the question. <laughs> uh, I don't have any clue about this. This is like some lore stuff that I don't know anything about. So, Chris, you might be able to answer oh, this Oh, hell yeah. It's time, bitches. All right. So, I severely doubt we are going to see new lieutenants of Sargeras. Um, we are basically taking down the strongest. We've basically taken down his biggest, baddest generals to... Uh, in, in taking down Kill Jaden and Archimonde, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't been paying attention for the last two expansions, um, the fact that we've taken them down and that we've pretty much gotten some fairly concrete evidence, you know, they haven't explicitly come out and say it, but concrete evidence is basically showing that, you know, they're dead. There's really not a whole lot uh, that Sargeras has to do. It's basically, he's playing his trump card right now 
with the Seat of the Triumvirate raid. Um, and it's going to be real interesting to see what's going on. Uh, I'm pretty certain that we're not going to see any major lieutenants or generals replace them, uh, especially not Bolvar or Ajara. Um, I have not played through the Death Knight campaign, but the implication I've gotten uh, with Bolvar is that he is getting more Lich Kingy, but he's still kind of in control of himself. Um, so I severely doubt we're going to see an issue, uh, a situation where Bolvar sides with the Legion. I severely doubt that, um, especially since, you know, Bolvar is Bolvar. Um, Queen Ajara, I. 150% doubt um, uh, would ally with the Legion. Uh, Ajara is allied with the Old Gods, and the Old Gods are, ally- are subservient to the Void Lords, and who does Sargeras want to kill more than anything else? The Void Lords. Um, I, s- I can see us having an issue where, you know, the two of them do come to blows at some point. I could definitely see that, especially if, you know, next expansion is true and, you know, we're going and fighting Nazoth possibly uh, deep down in the oceans uh, near the Maelstrom. I can see, you know, where Ajara becomes more prominent there. And, you know, with all the the hints that we've gotten through Legion about uh, Ice Crown and Bolvar and all that jazz, um, I can definitely see the two of them coming to a battle, but not as, you know, lieutenants or generals of Sargeras. Um I doubt we're going to see anybody major. We're going to, we're going to get some more no-name characters that will fill the boots of Kill Jaden and Archimond, I think. I hope we actually kill off most of the Legion and not have to worry about them again. We just played a whole expansion about it. Yeah, um, it, it seems like everything is going to be about fighting the old gods starting in the next expansion. I, I, I'm pretty certain it's going to be that. Um, we might have some blips in the Legion at some point, but I'm not positive. I feel like uh, the the void is going to have a, a big play in that. I don't know if the well, old that's, gods. <clears throat> well, the old gods are the servants of the void. Okay, so that, so that would basically lead into the void with the old gods. Yes. Is what you're saying the, the the old gods are literal manifestations of the void. So yes, if we're fighting the old gods, we're fighting the void. All right, so so it would be like the legion leading to Sargeras kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, it's like fighting the Legion leads into fighting Sargeras himself, which, of course, you know, we aren't strictly fighting Sargeras. But you said it was the world soul we're going to fight in at some point. Spoilers. Um, If you haven't read your dungeon journal or anything like that, spoilers right there. Um, So, yeah, it's. Yeah, kind of weird, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so I don't think we really have any more questions or anything uh ali we really appreciate the interactions the question uh frasley of course from uh frazzlecast always fantastic we're gonna go ahead and throw you uh make sure we throw a link into the description for you um lazy ai lord shaper everybody thanks for asking questions we love to hear from you uh yeah so what's our news well 7.3 dropped if you're living under a fucking stone i mean that is the that's, that's the title literally of the show. what we're talking about so far today. Yeah, so obviously we'll get into that during the main topic. Um, Diablo two point six point one PTR is live, which is actually really interesting. It's got a lot of really interesting changes that are going on in it. It's a lot of quality of life changes. So 
I, I'm liking what I'm seeing with the Diablo 3 stuff. It's mostly like survivability kind of buffs. So I, I really cool. like it. And Chris, what's been going on with Hearthstone? Hearthstone, of course, the meta is, of course, just like I said two weeks ago, the meta is still in flux at the moment. So please, please, please do not bother crafting anything that anyone recommends to you yet. Um, unless you're crafting something like a classic legendary or a classic epic or something. Um, just because they're evergreen cards, they're really probably not going anywhere. Um, there are rumblings that druid nerfs or druid changes could be potentially on the horizon. I believe Ben Brode or a blue post, I don't remember which one, uh, did post either yesterday or today that, you know, they're looking at the current state of druids. Uh, according to versus, uh, according to Vicious Syndicate's Data Reaper report, and uh, pretty much everybody that uh, tracks Hearthstone, uh, druids are bullshit right now. They are broken as hell, and uh, Nikolai will of course agree with me on that one. That uh, druids are absolute bullshit at the moment. Um, <clears throat> so Indeed. there is, what is the deck that people are uh, griefing you on? It doesn't matter what deck they're running. Druids are as a class. Very, very, very strong at the moment. They have very few uh, unfavorable matchups. Okay. Uh, Aggro Druid. Aggro Token Druid. um, Taunt Synergy Druid, which is not quite as good, but still decent. Uh, Ramp Druid and um, Big Easy Druid uh, are all very, very strong archetypes. Jade Druid, all incredibly strong archetypes right now, and they're all very, very good. Um... The, I believe some of the data is currently pointing to them having a 55% win rate, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, to have a 55% win rate means that you are beating the odds. You are beating the average every time. Um, you have a strong yeah. chance. You, you, you're, you're winning more than half of your games, and that's something that in a card game like how Hearthstone is set up is a bad thing. Right. That means that you're too just over you're too over strong in almost every matchup. So yeah. Um in other news in Hearthstone, we did get a wonderful little animated short released. Uh it was Hearth and Home, I believe. Uh it is done in an adorable Pixar or DreamWorks style uh CGI animation. Uh it's absolutely fantastic. It uh Reminds me a lot of, you know, watching the original Beauty and the Beast. Just Do you think this is going to be a trend for them to have, like, kind of a backstory or try to fill out the Hearthstone world? Well, they've been trying to do that for a while now. Um, uh, in the beginning, the innkeep, uh, Hearthstone Brew, who is the dwarven innkeeper, was just the innkeeper. Um, and they, they've slowly started to build a little bit of uh, backstory into it. Uh Around the same time, they dropped the Heroes of Warcraft uh, moniker from the game name because it used to be Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft. Right. Um, and it's now just Hearthstone. Um, so I feel like, yes, they're trying to build the world a little bit around it, but it still occupies Azeroth also. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I feel like after Overwatch, they kind of uh, spiraled um, into the whole Pixar theme, like short. Yeah. yeah. Trying to cash in. Yes, they're trying to cash in all, all that grubbing and money. Yep. Um, so, Kevin, you're always a Heroes of the Storm buff. What is going on with them right now? Uh, we have Kalthasad on the PTR. Um, How I bullshit is he? I haven't even looked at it, to be honest with you. I played a few games with you guys yesterday, and that's been like the first time in a few weeks I've even played it. 
But um, I like the fact that he's definitely going to be a combo mage, and you're going to have to show some skill to do well with him. Um, there seems to be a trend for like repositioning. I know that one of his abilities can like chain you and pull you to something. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like the fact that we have a lot of heroes that are coming in that just can flip you all over the map. Like um, dealing with Garash has been trouble enough, and I've been flipped a few times in games and just get totally pissed off because it's just basically like you're deleted when that happens. So um, I don't like this whole repositioning bullshit that's going on. And I feel like a lot of earlier heroes like Jaina are going to go by the wayside because you've got players that, you know, you have heroes in the game now that are just way better. Yeah. But the problem with that is that Jaina is a very high damage kind of skill, not really a skill shot, but she's, sort of reliant on comboing her abilities. So Jaina is always going to have a place. Uh, unless the meta becomes extremely caster unfriendly, I, I doubt like some of the heroes like Jaina or them are going to have are going to lose their place. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the meta right now is sh- shifting to more warrior based stuff because we had a lot of new warriors get added in and um <clears throat> there seems to be a resurgence of like mages and players that benefit from having a strong front line. So it's definitely going to be interesting how Kalthazad fits into the current meta and if he's going to see a lot of play. Because Garrosh feels like he's like uh, Diablo on steroids, honestly. Because he's kind of similar, but at the same time, way better. Well, he also has like a a mini Cho'Gall ult too, so... Where he pulls you in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it... it, Garrosh's kit as a whole is pretty interesting. Um, But yeah... Um, Kevin, uh, Overwatch, what's going on with them? Uh, there's a lot of esports stuff. If you're interested in that, go check the websites and whatnot. How so, lazy are you? I, yeah, it's just not really of interest to me. And that's there's okay. other podcasts that do that. Go that's, that. That's a valid point. Um, so StarCraft is, uh, as announced previously, you know, they're seeing a major redesign in the multiplayer experience coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what's going on with it. Um, I can't wait to see how it goes, to see if it possibly is more friendly to my dumb ass and how I play StarCraft. Uh, because I am not good at the current iteration of StarCraft 2. I am not good at all. Um, so we're going to have to see how that ends up going. Um, Your inner just- Korean is weak, right? I, yes, exactly. My inner Korean never existed, so yeah. I definitely get less and less Korean as I grow up. As you grow up, as you grow older, you mean? As Not I grow, grow up? older, because I want to be like you when I grow up. I hate you both. Um, and in, I think that pretty much covers all the news for this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go straight into the show. It's only forty minutes in, guys. We're only a little bit behind. Yay! Yay! So. We have the entirety of the 7.3 patch notes, including all of the goddamn class changes, which we really didn't need to keep in there, but uh, they're in there anyways. So let's, uh, we're going to take a second. We're going to open this up and we're going to try to figure yeah. out what we wanted to talk about. And just like Ian has a Kosis at Gamescom, we're going to read them all to you right now. Uh, no, we will not be reading them all. I, I, I refuse to sit here and allow you to read this entire thing. Um, so, Nikolai, out of these patch notes that we showed you, did you have anything that, like, spoke to you that was interesting about the 7.3? Honestly, 
I just, I'm really, in, I'm, I haven't really read into the class changes personally, but I have enjoyed basically the expansion or whatever, the continuation of expansion of 7.3 with exploring Argus and everything. Uh, I'm really enjoying the uh, new animations for my Shadow Priest, at least. Uh, just, I, I don't know if it was added in 7.3 or not, but it obviously, I, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't been really playing, so I, I'm kind of lost in like the lore and everything. Um, but I'm really enjoying just having that little um, in-depthness on like how like shadow form looks, how like when you go into void form and like just how the, how different the arms look. Cause I've been playing the shadow priest for God knows how long now. I don't know. I think it was like since the end of cataclysm. So since, I mean, no, since dragon soul. Yeah. No, since the beginning of cataclysm basically then. And it's just like, I, I've always loved the class and it's gone through so many changes, like losing devouring plague and all this other stuff. And it's just like, just having that little progression and seeing all those different motions that I've seen like multiple thousands of times. It's just, it's kind of cool. Like it's a small thing, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Let, let's talk new priest animations right now, because I have to rage about my holy priest animations. Yeah, I'm Shadow not really digging love. them. I'm not really digging them. Every, like a bunch of my spells that I cast, like resurrection, a prayer healing. I like float up into the air. Like, like I'm fucking possessed or something like it's the exorcist. Like, I don't really understand this, but like, why do I have to float and everything? I don't, I don't understand. When I go into void form, I float and I'm loving the crap out of that. You know, I'm just like the, all of that power is just exuding from me. And I'm just like, Oh, the, the world can't handle me now. Uh, the only thing I can add to that is, uh, your mother knits socks in hell. I mean, Shadow, I can see that. Like, you float up into the air, your head turns around backwards, or you spew vomit over, <laughs> you know, what? your your enemies. That I can understand. But Holy, it's just, I don't I don't understand. Others do not agree with me. I know that LB uh, says that the new animations are awesome, and I'm just an idiot. But that is my opinion. I'm entitled to it. So that's yeah, Actually, you're not, enti- you're not entitled to an opinion. I Okay, fine. Just wanted to make sure you were aware of that. You're a redhead um, stepchild. Kevin, <laughs> did you have anything in particular about like the 7.3 patch notes that you were really interested in? Um, I think some of the coolest stuff is actually the increase in eye level drops. So we've got normal goes up to 845, heroic goes to 865, mythic goes to 885, and then mythic keystones will scale up to 915 and 935 with the weekly cash. Um, and they're both currently capped at Mythic Keystone level 10, and that will increase to Mythic Keystone level 15 soon. So awesome. I like the fact that you can redo the old gear, redo the old raids or the old dungeons, sorry. And they are, you know, harder fights again, and they get they get you better eye level gear. So definitely something worth doing again. All right, good to hear. Um, yeah, I'm excited about pet battles, the profession in the profession changes, um, and, um, fishing NPCs, fishing, yay, new fishing NPCs. So it's, uh, sort of like, uh, if you remember doing half hill farm in Mista Pandaria with the, you know, making everybody happy playing, um, playing Harvest Moon with the NPCs out there, it's the exact same thing. Just with fishing ventures this time. 
I, you know what? I went through setting everything up to do the new fishing stuff, but I'm kind of pissed off that you can't figure out which of the zones fishing NPCs are up. So the way, the way that this works is every single day, there will be one NPC up in one of the zones of the broken shores or of the broken isles, including the broken shore. And you have to fish up the equivalent of like 500 of a special fish from that's like right near that particular NPC to get rep for that particular NPC. And then you turn it in and you can get stuff or buy like gear off of it or certain items from them. And you need the rep in order to buy the items. So it's definitely going to be a grind of the ages. Um, and I think when you're done all of this, you can get some new looks to your artifact fishing pole. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it is definitely going to be something that is something you do over a period of time and not just like, hey, I'm going to go knock this out. It's definitely going to take days and days and days to do this. Yeah. But that's right. cool. It's something yeah. to do and something to look forward to. And, you know, I'm definitely amped up to do it as, as soon as I finish all my Margo stuff. Yep. So, boys, your impressions about 7.3. Kevin. Um, so far. I don't know. Like, I went in, I did the quests, okay, and then I unlocked the world quests. I did the world quests, and then I was just like, okay, great, now what? And I guess we just wait until next week, until they unlock the next part of it? Is that what happens? That's pretty much it, yeah. Okay. In a few it, days, it just, we'll get the next chapter. Yeah, it just seems like I did the quests, and then I ran out of new quests to get, and then I did the world quest, and then there was no more world quest to do, and then I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, I it, guess I did Argus. You're better. Well, you're better off than me because I went in and I did like the initial quest chain that takes you over the Antorus wastelands, and then it just stops abruptly after you do the uh, Veiled Argonite, I think it was, and that was it. Mm -hmm. It's like it doesn't tell you that you have to go back to the Crocal Wastes and then go to the Petrified Forest and do the quests over there to unlock the rest of the world quests. Um, yep. I, I like that it's not like holding my hand completely, but at the same time, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more information. Maybe I just didn't read a quest text properly. Yeah, I felt the same way. There was like one time where I went back to the ship and I didn't see anyone who had a quest on the ship. So I like ported like straight down to wherever the ship was and saw that there was somebody there who had a quest for me. And I was just like, this is weird. But I did that and then I completed that quest chain. And then I did the same thing on the other island. Um, I can't remember what it's called. But Taurus that Crocal? Yeah. And then that was kind of it. And I was just like, okay, am I done? Do I wait a week for the next stuff to unlock? I'm like, it just kind of ends abruptly. And I don't know. It would have been cool like if they had one of the table quests that lasted until next week and then unlocked. And then once you get that done, it starts something else. So there's some like continuity between the weekly phased unlock stuff that they have in place. Um, yeah. Because it, it just kind of ends. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like the, the, what do you call it? The, the shorts that they had were really supposed to kind of start it off. I don't think they really wanted like that much content coming out this week. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. for me, it was pretty straightforward. Like I just kind of, you know, followed what I was supposed to do and I, I kind of expected, you know, I'm like, I was kind of upset, you know, obviously that I couldn't do more because it kind of engaged me and I, I like that. But at the same time, it was just like, 
I'm a little lower um, geared than Kevin because obviously Kevin raids a little bit more. So for me, it was kind of cool because I was getting a little upgrade here and there. So it kind of kept me going and mm-hmm. I'm excited for next week. But besides for that, I really have no any, no complaints about uh, the launch of 7.3. It's just, you know, Argus is cool. You know, animations are cool. You know, getting a uh, higher, um, you know, vendors that can sell me like 9, 10 gear and stuff. That That's cool. So it's like, you know, there's more to come and that's cool. And I just really, for me, there's no complaints. Well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to get your impressions on that. The other thing that was weird is that like, I wanted to do my engineering stuff mm-hmm. because I know that there's new patterns and, and you know, I'm getting the primal Sargerite so that I can get the upgrades on the, the gear, but I can't figure out where to unlock the quests uh, for the new engineering stuff. So I'm just mm. kind of like, Okay, I'm assuming that this is going to unlock at some point, and I'll be able to do them. Or, but it it was just kind of disappointing that I know that other people started their uh, profession stuff, and I was just kind of like, okay, well, I guess I, I guess they'll figure that out, and I'll figure out how to do that engineering stuff later. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand completely. It, it always feels weird when you don't. Like it, I mean, I hate to say it. It's like it feels weird when they don't kind of hold your hand into it. I mean, it, it doesn't need to be completely hand holding, you know. Like they do something immediately when you log in to get you into Argus and start the quest and whatever. It would have been cool if I went to the engineering vendor in Dalaran and he had a quest for me to start some new shit to get some new patterns or something. Like that would have been fine. Um, but there's just nothing. And, you know, I checked the forums the other day and they're like, well, it looks like it hasn't unlocked yet. And I'm like, all right, so I guess I'm just going to wait around and maybe it'll unlock at some point. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and my oh, impression yeah. of 7.3 is it's fun-ish. It's new content. It's fresh. I don't feel like I want to cut my life into pizza. This is my last. This is my plastic fork because I'm doing the same world quests every day, so... That's that's about everything I've got to say so far. I mean, it's just another set of world quests into your rotation of let me look for AP or let me look for, you know, profession quests or let me look for this or that and do some stuff that shows up on the map and move on with your day. Pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, it's I like it. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I like the fact that it's dropping really high AP tokens, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, I like getting the... um the new thing so I can buy more than one piece of 910 gear. That would be cool. Uh, I want to do more of that and get more of those tokens, whatever the hell they are. Um, what is it? The Veiled Arcanite or whatever? The Veiled Arcanite is what you use to buy the tokens. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had enough for one piece and I bought it and then I felt like the next quest I did, I got like 10 out of like 200 or whatever. Yeah. I think, no, 600 you need it's for one of the 910. So it's like, all right, I'm getting like 10 a shot or 12 a shot. So I'm going to have to do like a bunch of these to get my next piece. So I don't know. Just trying to keep up on that so I can buy some more upgrades. Yeah. I actually had a quick question for you, Kevin. Um, on the on the line of uh, AP grinding, after you hit your concordance, since you're a raider and it's probably more relevant to you, what do you do you think it's worth constantly going on that AP grind? Yes. Like, well, no, it's, it's not... Uh, well, look, we're going to get more AP per world quest every single week. That's going to happen because of the way that they changed artifact knowledge research. So, you know, it's not something that you necessarily need to, quote, grind. I mean, 
I always check the map out and see like what are the top three or five quests on my world quest list that have good AP drops. Why not? I mean, they take no time to do. I can jump in, do them, and move on with my life and at least get a few decent tokens. Um, so I do that, and I definitely am still putting it into my main spec because we're going to need a higher level in order to um, be able to unlock the uh, crucible traits or whatever they're going to be called. So, you know, yes, you will need to do that to reach a point where you can unlock tier two and three on the crucible. So it's definitely worth continuing to drop AP tokens into your main spec until you get to that point. And then after that, it's going to be off spec stuff again. And do you think the progression of the increments that are climbing, is it reasonable? It should be higher. Should it be lower? I mean, it seems, it seems a little bit lower right now than what I would expect because I feel like getting one of the, well, Right now, you get one of the big tokens for doing the quest, for example, like something that you're only ever going to get once, and you get maybe at least the level that I'm at. I'm getting like a bar and a half or maybe a bar and a fourth of a, you know, AP experience, level. so to speak, yeah, towards my level. And that feels decent, you know. Um, I mean, it, it seems like from from how often I play and from what I do, I'm getting maybe like a half a level a week or maybe a full level a week. It's it's I don't know. It's tough to say, but um, it seems OK. I mean, but it's not it, it's not fast enough for me to say, let me go grind every single AP quest that I can find so that I can like bang out a level today because it's not it doesn't work that way. It, you know, you're getting AP too slowly for that. So. If you were going to just do that, I don't think it would be worth it. Okay, that's what I was asking. I mean, if I was getting like, if I could do all of my quests on my world quest list and get an artifact level that day, I would probably do it because I would feel like I'm doing something, you know. But it doesn't really feel like you're doing much when you're only getting a fourth of a level or a half a level. And does your performance like do you notice see a noticeable difference every time you get like a level or two or three? No. Um, from what I've heard from talking to other players, you see something noticeable maybe every five levels of concordance, but mm-hmm. I am not really, but I don't really see You don't much. see it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be helping me, I guess. Just not noticeable theory. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not like, Hey, the buff turns on and then I'm like massively healing people and i'm yeah, only exactly. like having to heal them once and they go to full or something i mean it's i it's not like that okay awkward silence and input yep no it's good questions i mean it's yeah i don't really i don't really know i mean like i i'd like to get on someone who's like super hardcore into it and we can find out if getting a high level concordance actually matters I mean, I'm sure people in Mythic Raiding Guilds are pushing high levels of Concordance, but, you know, for us, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, because the reason I ask that, because I feel like a lot of these things, and this goes back to, like, any professional sport, it's like, do you really, like, most people, like the casual people will never notice that 1% or 2%, you know, but in any other sport, that 1% or 2% is the difference between winning and losing. So, like, that, you know, a lot of things really only matter once you're, like, 
you know, trying to go for world first kind of things or you're like going crazy mythics or something. So I'm just wondering because yeah. you're not really that, you know, crazy. You're just doing beginning heroics. You're halfway through it. I see in your guild. So I'm just wondering, like, from your perspective, is that um, escalation of performance that you're getting from these, you know, you know, one or two percents or half percent every level or something? Is it noticeable? Is it worth, you know, to, to get you like a carrot stick going forward? I don't know. It's not. I mean, I think what would get me or what would get the carrot or <laughs> what would be the carrot in front of my face that I would be going towards would be more of something like making sure everyone in the guild has the correct eye level, making sure everybody has, you know, gems and enchants, make, you know, like basic shit, then worrying about if they have 20 levels of concordance or some some nonsense like that. I mean, I'd have to see a baseline first before I could see if that was actually making a difference or not. I remember when, uh, when we were writing back in the day where we we had like simicraft and like we we did so many number crunching. I was like, "Hey, Gav, how can I do one more percent more damage?" Because like my whole goal in this game ever has been to just be the best DPS the top. ever. Like literally, like I just want to be the best in the whole realm. And like for a one point, I was like the second best. So and. Yeah, so it was just like that. That and, was and that was the collected yeah. knowledge of like six people trying to help him get his gear in the correct place. Yeah, and no, it's like I, I just wanted to have exactly everything right so I could just be the bomb at everything. So like I was so many crunching of numbers and this and that, and it was just like. But I but, think that there's there's other things to take into account too, right? Like if you go to Warcraft or WoW Progress and you look at the top shadow priest that exists. You know, what is what gear is he using? What is he prioritizing in terms of secondary stats? What legendaries is he using? You know, that to me would be a more that would be a better starting point than how much concordance he has. I mean, what I'm saying is just like that's like every little bit helps is what I'm saying. That's why I kind of stuck with the concordance, because obviously there's a million other things you can worry about, like to get everything right, your rotation, you know, your stats, your gearing, your, you know, optimization, uh, where you have to stand, how the fight works. There's a whole bunch of things going, but it was just, I was just curious if that progression, because I personally haven't been raiding here, so I didn't know and you're yeah. a raider. That's why I asked. I you mean, my, my thought process has always been if the more time you put into a single character is better than putting time into multiple characters if you're trying to be the best at that thing. You know, like if you want to be the best football player, you don't play baseball and, you know, pull a Bo Jackson or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, it just doesn't work that way. If you want to be the best shadow priest, play your shadow priest, push mythic plus, get better gear drops, make sure you get your legendaries, yada, yada, yada. Concordance yeah. will come, you know, your levels of AP will increase. If you do more stuff that gives you AP tokens, you know, doing mythic pluses and doing LFRs and doing stuff that gives you the chance to a, get a legendary and B drops a token will help you out more than doing other stuff like fishing. Um, well said. Yeah. All right. So, th- so- that, that kind of leads nicely into our next topic, which is what happens if I haven't played since the Legion launch or what happens if I haven't played since the Broken Shore launch? What, what do I need to do? Gav, help me out. I haven't played for a while. Help my alt get better. Uh, don't be bad. That's basically it. No, um, so you've got a lot of catching up to do is the problem. Um, I, I, the suggestion I gave to the guys was uh, bite the pillow because it's going in dry. Um, 
so there there is a lot of stuff to unpack and a lot of stuff to do uh in legion if you haven't played since the launch uh the first let's talk uh, about milestones what are the milestones that i have to hit the major the first major milestone you off you ought to go for is to complete the broken shore unlock it so complete the broken shore scenario because if you haven't played since Legion launch, you have to have completed the Broken Shore scenario on one character before you can go to Argus. Okay. Because once you complete the Broken Shore scenario, you get unlock the ability to skip the Broken Shore scenario on subsequent alts. All right. So and once once I do that, can I just go to Argus, or what yeah, if my eye much. level shit? Your eye level shit. Just go do some fucking uh, table quests. Go do some. Uh, world quests, pick up gear wherever you can, do some raid finder or something. If you have a shitload of nether shards, go do nether shards uh, and buy tokens, buy 850 tokens for cheap uh, back in the Broken Shore. So, is it like, general question, like, what is the eye level I should be shooting for to not have a piss poor time in Argus? Because, like, I, I even Depends at, on your spec. like, where I was, even at 910, I still kind of felt the burn in the early stages of Argus. I mean, I really haven't had any trouble in Argus. I'm pulling huge packs um, at just just about level I level 900. I'm pulling huge packs as Rhett and surviving perfectly fine. Um, and God help me, the number, the amounts of packs, the number of creatures I can pull by myself as when I'm in tank, when I'm in prop mode. Um, it doesn't. You don't really need to have super high eye level to deal with Argus. You know, you want to aim for. Well, what can? What is it? What's the eye level for Raid Finder uh, Tomb? I think it's probably like eight eighty. You get eight eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you want to shoot for like somewhere around that eight seventy five, eight seventy, eight seventy to eight eighty, basically to walk yourself in there. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, when you get there, you will have a quest chain to complete. Uh, you will need to complete the quest chain as we bitched and moaned about a little while ago. It is kind of vague and it just kind of stops in the middle of nowhere. So make it sure it kind of stops when you open your world quest, right? Yes. Uh, so the thing is, is that there are multiple sets of world quests that you open up, uh, and to open up the, uh, table quests and the new gear for upgrading your followers, you have to complete a secondary set that unlocks another set of world quests back on the Crowcoal side. So the quest chain will take you to Antorus, and in the Antorus wastes, you'll unlock the Antorus world quests. Uh, oh, back wait. on Crowcoal, you will unlock the Crowcoal world quests through the quest chain, and then there's a whole other set of world quests from the Petrified Forest that you will unlock via that. Back in Crocal. Do I have to upgrade my followers on the table quest side? Or is 900 uh, the max? Uh, no, they upgrade further, I believe. Ugh. There, Yeah, there's a whole new set of gear that you'll have to get. And the old gear doesn't work just like the first time through. So, All right, yeah. I need to still look into that because I haven't. I had all my followers maxed out, but I guess I need to go back and look there. I have only two followers that are not uh, legendary, basically, at this point. So They're very close to it, though. They're less than 70k away. Cool. Um, and everybody's all kitted out correctly, so that's always fun. Um, 
but yeah, so you're going to want to get that ready for the table quests and all that other jazz. Um, you're going to want to do the quest line. You're going to want to unlock all the world quests on Argus. And uh, the last quest requires you to go collect Veiled Argonite, I think, in the quest chain. I believe. That sound right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and that's your introduction to Argonite farming. And the whole Which point you need of, to do to get nine ten gear, right? yes, to get the relinquished token gear, the new relinquished token gear from Vashrin on the Vindicar. Um, you're gonna want to go do that, and uh, yeah, you'll get all your veiled Argonite. You'll start picking up gear, and then you begin the grind of finding treasure chests and killing rares. Uh, don't bother really wasting your money gold or anything on upgradable gear it's nothing amazing but if you're looking for a quick eye level boost and you have the resources for it do it and just to be clear on that the stuff that can get upgraded past 900 is only the new stuff that you get from crafting professions in argus right correct i believe so because i noticed that my current like during the last expansion when broken shores open Instead of being like eight upgrades on my current like upgradable it stuff, it like moved to ten, and then I could upgrade a few more times. Uh huh. But I didn't notice that this expansion, so it sounds so, like there's you have to get new stuff in order to upgrade it. So, um, as a quick aside, anybody that is starting to do Argus right now uh, or didn't know about it, you have already missed two major exploit bugs in Gathering Profession. So, womp womp. Sorry. If- What were, the market what is were they? Um, so you know, yeah. Do you have a miner? What what's a miner? Like a miner, as in mining. Oh yes, I do mine. Do you know how basilisks have been mineable for? Uh, yeah, stuff. So they were dropping they were, tons of fucking fell on the first day. They were dropping tons of imperium ore and yeah. tons of primal sargonite. Oh the really? First day or so. Um, there are reports of people spending an hour or two and getting several thousand pieces of Imperium ore and hundreds of Primal Sargonites. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Missed that. Yep. Uh, and there was also one for... the economy. Yeah. There was also some for Fiendish Leather, which is the new, uh, leather drop. The new skinning drop. Uh, there was also a, uh, issue where stuff was... Stuff that shouldn't have been dropping it was dropping it. Hmm. So the economy's already gone to shit in the U.S., so good luck, folks. Our server hasn't been totally flooded. I think there was like 600 on the auction house when I I looked at it. I think some people are trying to wait until the uh, crafting uh, professions go live. Okay. They're sitting on it. Okay. Very possible. Um, So we're about an hour and six minutes, about an hour and ten minutes into the show. Uh, It's usually about the time where we start going, we need to wrap this shit up right now, folks. So uh, let's go ahead and jump straight to Don't Do That. Mr. Nikolai, of course, as a frequent listener of the show, you know the format of Don't Do That. You know what you need to say. Go ahead, buddy. First of all, I'm the number one fan here, as I was clearly stated earlier. It's not frequent. (laughs) So um, basically, Don't Do That. My Don't Do That is the baked pasta, right? Don't you say it. You make pasta. Don't you say it? Okay. Just what about the pasta? So I, I made some pasta, and I put. You know how you have to salt the water when you're boiling it. So apparently, 
I, that, that everything was fine. But then I forgot, I forgot about it for like, and it went five minutes longer than it should and all the water absorbed into it. So none of it drained out and the pasta was salty as shit. So, so don't do that. Cause I, I could barely eat. I had to like wash the salt out of the pasta. It was a, it was a disaster. <laughs> and also, uh, use more water. Yeah. No, so I'm saying I, you know, I was supposed to pour most of that water out, but it just got absorbed because it was five minutes later. It was a disaster. Okay. But yeah, don't do that. All right, Kevin, what's your don't do that, buddy? All right. If you use World Quest Group Finder or if you join a World Quest group, um, it is polite to ask the other people in the group if they are also done the World Quest before piecing out and leaving. So I would suggest um, asking people if they're done, making sure that they're done. That I was like, I was in an, in an elite area and I don't change specs into other uh, off specs to do world quests. So I'm in there as like a healing, you know, spec. And I was with somebody who was like a damage person and I was kind of hiding behind them and healing them. And then like all of a sudden she just pieces out and she's like, Hey, I'm done. Bye. And like leaves me there with like five other things hitting me or like right in the face. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Like at least say, Hey, I'm like close to done or Hey, do you need like one or two more kills before you're done the world quest? Like, don't just peace out. Like, don't do that. You know, don't be a douchebag. Common decency. Yeah. Yep. And my second one is, um, don't be a Scrooge McDuck and hoard all your money. <laughs> Donate to the Salvation Army for Hurricane Harvey. Just do it. Just do it. Lots do of people it. need food and clothes, and you know, Gabriel will tell you horror stories. Sponsored by Nike. Just do it. I swear to God. Um, so we, as a group, decided that Chris had a don't do that this week. Yeah. Uh, this is not completely endorsed by Chris, though I'm pretty certain he does endorse it. Uh, and that's don't have kids. I approve this message. <laughs> I, I'm kind of okay with this message. Don't, don't have kids. Get vasectomies. Get your tubes tied. Get, all, get everything tied. Teach, teach your swimmers <laughs> to swim the other way if, if, if all else fails. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh and mine is that uh don't be a druid not even once even and i thought experience. you meant see i didn't know that this was a tie into your hearthstone rant so uh-huh. i just thought you meant like druids suck and like druids, like druids can eat a dick but... druids can eat a dick yeah the, the note that i put down for my don't do that is is my shorthand which is eat a dick druids um which is basically don't be a druid ever because y- you are you are everything you that are is cancer. wrong with the metagame. No, I, I support you for attempting to get around the metagame. Um, I think that about covers everything that we're going to talk about for the most part. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to have time to break down our arguments and our agreements with Lazy AI in his email about hating Hearthstone. So sorry oh, about we can that. Still do that after in we- the after show. We can do that in the after show. Okay, that'll be fine then. All right. So, folks, that is going to be it for the show this week. Uh, to talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with a K. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am Gavril. That is at Gavril with two I's and one L underscore E-T. Our good guest, Mr. Nikolai, what is your Twitter handle, sir? If people want to reach swag. you. It is Potato Swag. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, you can email the show at azrothctc at gmail.com. You can visit our website at www.azrothctc.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. We love to hear from you. We love uh, any sort of interaction with you. And if you came to the show because of episode 25, boom, 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 I want you in my tomb, please tell us how the hell you found the episode and why you found the episode, because the enduring popularity of that show boggles our minds. <laughs> All right, uh, we're not going to do a say good whatever, boys, because we're going to launch a little bit into a just a little bit of an after show at this point. Uh, so if uh, you don't want to hear about us ranting about Hearthstone, uh, have a good one, folks. Bye. Yeah, bye. All right, so All right, Lazy this, AI. Yes. This, this tab on the show notes is called Lazy AI Hates Hearthstone. And Lazy AI has written in with his thoughts on why he hates Hearthstone. So, A heretic. Chris, I actually do you wanna, appreciate it. Do you want to go over some of these points and maybe, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I seriously don't mind talking about them. This is actually really, okay. really, really interesting stuff for me. Um, so, uh, he begins the email with, hi there, CTC, CTC crew. It's lazy AI again. I would like to explain my disdain for Hearthstone. His first point is that Hearthstone locks its gameplay mechanics behind a paywall. And even when you do pay, there's no guarantee that you'll get anything useful. The basic gist of his argument is, uh, that, it's to enjoy the game you have to pay to play pay to win basically 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 you need the good cards and you need to you know buy the pack to get the good cards but you're not even guaranteed the good cards you could get the shitty cards and, and he's still right not do well. if, if you play as a competitive point if, if you're a competitive person to the point that you know you want to win and you want to rank high on the ladder yes you absolutely do usually need to pay some money you usually do need to put some money down to get some cards but if you're just in it to play it for fun and it's not a big deal for you you really don't need to pay anything um you can actually play free to play i believe it was a uh, disguised toast uh did a free to play legendary hunter i think the total dust cost was like 900 dust or something like that or maybe 700 dust uh, it was all classic and basic cards it was uh, very easy for him to build the deck and it was very easy to get um, and he actually did rank into legend. He made it all the way to legend. Uh, it was just a long grind, which some people don't like doing. I actually like the long grinds into legend. It's not a big deal for me. Um, but to punch back at that point, I mean, you have to understand the TCG and CCG and this isn't a TCG. It's a CCG. The CCG world has always had a cost barrier to get into it magic the gathering um oh god uh legend of the F three rings i think it was uh there was oh god mythos Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Yu pokemon <laughs> things like that there to physically buy the cards there is a paywall associated with them to play the game just to play the basic game and again you're not guaranteed you're going to get what you want now if you hate yeah. tcgs and ccgs period yes that is a legitimate argument but you know if you have any sort of you know you like you know magic the gathering or you like uh things like hex and things like that and and, and even hex and Shadowverse and things like that yes you can play them free to play and gwent you can play them free to play and they're slightly easier, not Hex. They're slight, like Shadowverse and Gwent. They're slightly easier to run free-to-play. 
than Hearthstone is. I admit that. But at the same time, you know, every other game has a paywall that it is locked behind. You can play casual. You can play solo adventures if you want. You can do all this stuff. But to play the game, any card game, there is always going to be a paywall associated with it. And the argument that I'm going to get back, and I know this is the argument I'm going to get back, is that, you know, you don't have anything physical in your hand to sell. You know, if... Or and I've done with th- your friends. And I've done this before in the past. You know, I've, I've had chunks of Magic card collections that I've sold uh, because, you know, I, I got out of the game or, you know, I got done with it. I've sold Magic cards. I've sold Pokemon cards. I've sold uh, Mythos cards. I've sold all this other stuff. Um Oh God! What is I? I can't remember this and one. I, it was and I guess the dust system game. kind of offsets that, right? Like, and that's kind I of the point of the dust system. I yes. can't get the cards and then find the ones that I like and keep them, and find the ones that I don't like and trade them to my friends and have them give me other cards. But I can disenchant them and I can craft something with dust. So yeah, it's you know, and and that's the thing. Like, if you want to get better cards, you can also play every day, do the quests. Get the packs, turn it into dust, craft the shit that you actually want. Yeah, it's a lot now, slower of a process, but that also is a free process. It is a free process, but at the same time, and Nikolai, I'll give you a chance to talk in just a second. The problem with it is, is that the dust system is broken comparative to more recent games like Shadowverse or like Gwent. Gwent, it's much easier to craft cards you want out of unusable cards. It's much easier to craft cards you want out of the, in those games and build yourself a deck out of them. Hearthstone is the, leads the pack in doing things with their with 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 a card game, and you know they kind of help set the stage for the current digital card game uh, genre and you know a lot of the tropes and the cliches that we enjoy out of the genre right now. But at the same time, it is lagging behind in terms of of entry now nikolai go ahead sorry I, i've been i've been kind of dominating this conversation so far but go ahead i mean from my experience because uh, i've been mostly playing a free-to-play kind of thing like i've maybe in the last like two years spent well like 30 dollars, maybe 20 dollars on the on the hearthstone put together but mostly on the expansions that came out that actually had content but like on uh, as Find far as the pack, adventures yes exactly the adventures like i could care less to buy the heroes because that's just I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me, but um, it, I mean, the adventures were totally worth it. You get some cards out of it. You know, you can disenchant them if you want. If you don't, you know, keep them, whatever. But for the most part, I've been actually using a dust system pretty um heavily. <clears throat> you know, I kind of I comb through my deck a couple of times, seeing things I will never use, and then melt those to make cards that I would use. And just I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously not you know anywhere near even close to even a 15 like percent player um i mean a 15 you know rank player but i have a lot of fun in the game most of the time i'm stuck in my tw- in the 20s in our uh, rank matches and mm-hmm. you know i just i play around with different cards i do the best with what i have and i still really enjoy the game it's just you know obviously it's, it's a lot more fun when you're winning but at the same time having the randomness and never knowing what cards you're going to get if you have a good hand if you have a bad hand it's a little frustrating sometimes even if you have a great deck you may still lose because you don't draw the cards you need but that's just the nature of the beast and then just in general i feel that yeah if you really want to you know progress and if you really have a solid understanding of the game 
you don't have to pay money. You could, like um, this guy's toasted, kind of just, if you have a great understanding of the game, kind of just crush through it and make those all the value, how they say, uh, really count and play towards your favorite. But otherwise, you know, if you really just don't enjoy the gameplay at all, you shouldn't really worry about it. Uh, <laughs> just don't play the game. It's pretty optional. And uh, if you, you know, enjoy it and it brings you joy, there's no reason you can't put money into it because the way I see it, if I enjoy something, well, obviously those people that created it deserve compensation for my enjoyment because that's the whole point of a game. So that's just my rationale about it. But yeah, you, you can take it from here. Yeah. Um, sorry, Kevin, you sound like you had something to say there. No, no, okay. that's, yeah. So Lazy AI in, in one of the other paragraphs in this first Speaking point. Speaking Mike. Sorry. Lazy AI in, in one of the other paragraphs into this first. Sorry, I was leaning back trying to consider my thoughts. Um, Conversely, in Hearthstone, everything is behind a random paywall, and even when you pay, there is no guaranteed payout. Imagine having to play as a paladin without the Avenging Wrath. And obviously, Lazy's talking about, uh, wow. Imagine having to play as a paladin without Avenging Wrath because the ability just won't drop, or a shaman with only half his totems. This is Hearthstone. It's also, wow, all the way through Burning Crusade and into Wrath of the Lich King. There, I, I played without shadow resistance, the like prayer, prayer of shadow resistance for a long time. I prayed without, I played without prayer of fortitude for a while because I couldn't get the tome to drop and I didn't feel like buying it off the auction house. I, it, that it, It's something that's always existed with that. But again, it's also the same thing with TCGs and CCGs. It's always going to be an issue of having to work with what you're given. Um, I mean, I played a sliver deck back in Magic the Gathering, back during the Wrath Cycle. I played a sliver deck, and I was missing quite a few of the slivers. I was missing a few of the really the really good slivers. And, you know, I just made do with what I had. You know, the deck was suboptimal. I didn't play as competitive as I wanted to. But, you know, at the same time, I still had fun playing the game. Because I enjoy those kind of games. I enjoy those sort of, like, logic puzzles that are what... TCGs and CCGs are, and, and nowadays digital card games, GGCs. I, I I love the logic puzzles that are associated with them. Um, further, Lazy had three points with this. The second point is that competitive levels above rank 10, you're no longer playing the deck versus your opponent. You are instead piloting a deck to its win condition while praying that you reach it faster than your opponent. I'm just going to say that's the exact same way you play Magic. You're not really playing against your opponent. You are playing out your win condition. Unless you are playing like a straight control deck, and straight control decks win exist in Hearthstone also, that they are designed it's, to play around your opponent. But that, that's like saying you're playing sports, but you don't have a strategy to win. I, it's uh, like not calling clearly. a play in football. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, so... Yes, you have a strategy. You have, you know, you build a deck with something in mind for your win condition. That is the whole purpose of your deck. That is the strategy of your deck. Yes. You need that's to have a strategy. <laughs> we'll always have to have a strategy associated with it. I mean, that's the thing is that uh, that's why they say in Magic and Hearthstone and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and Mythos and all these other games that have existed that the whole goal of it is to who is the best pilot for the deck. 
who pilot like you you'll see in magic you'll see mirror matches all the time you know the question is it comes down to rng who draws better and b who pilots it better player skill yeah and, there, there definitely is skill in what cards you play what cards you hold you know what you choose to mulligan at the beginning versus what you don't mulligan all of that also comes into it. I think that there is still a level of skill there. Oh, there's definitely a level of skill associated with it. I mean, I it's the it's... same thing in WoW as well. Like, for example, when I was talking about like rating, you can have two people, same exact gear, same exact stats, completely different results because there's so many variables in who is moving, who is avoiding what they're supposed to be avoiding, who's prioritizing every single thing, how there's, there's just so much into it. It's the same thing with card, card games is actually a little, I think, simpler because all you really have to worry about is kind of valuing out what's the best option to play at that exact moment. It's not, you know, not as much logistics, but at the same time, I find myself always making the wrong move where like, for example, I know multiple games. I'd be like, if I made this move slightly different, I would have completely destroyed him. But since I didn't, I lost the game. So it's just like, it could, it could be like a great game, but you have that one miss move or one lapse or, you know, you, you rush this one too fast or you're like, Oh man, I shouldn't have done this. And you lose the game and it has nothing to do with, you know, what kind of cards you have, whatnot. It's just, that split decision of your personal choice that has won or lost the game and not the card itself. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think we're calling Hearthstone go or Shogi or chess or anything like that. We're not, you know, it, it's not a super, super complex game. You know, it doesn't have, you know, 20 septidecillion, whatever moves, potential, potential moves or whatever. Um, you know, it's it's complex in its own way, but it's not a pure RNG relation. It's not pure skill relation. You know, it, it's a, it's a factor of both. I, I'd say that's pretty safe to say. What do you think, gentlemen? Very yeah, I agree with you. Say. Right. Um, and the third point AI had is that uh, the interface is slow and overdesigned. Actions take too long to resolve, and actions cannot be queued. There's no option to speed up or remove the bloat. I agree with that point entirely. The UI sometimes leaves something to be desired. Um, I, I'm okay with the UI. I like that there's animations. I like that there's interactions between cards. I, you know, I like that it kind of shows you what's occurring because I don't know every card's effect, and sometimes I need to know, you know, this card does this to this card or has this effect or whatever. And there's a visual visualization of that. I would enjoy an opt-in like tournament mode where it streamlines the process and like there's a tournament mode queue and a regular queue kind of deal. So tournament mode people go up against tournament mode people and regular queue people go up against regular queue people. I wouldn't mind something like that uh, because I'm so used to, again, magic where it's literally put the card on the table. The other guy goes, hey, I've never seen that one. Can I see it, please? You go, hey, here you go. They read it. They're like, okay, here you go. And they put it back down. And then it's, or it's like, hey, I'm declaring attack. I, I'm declaring attack. These three creatures are attacking you, and this one is attacking your planeswalker kind of thing. Uh, it, it's very simple. You just declare it, and it happens. Boom. Then you wait for res resolutions. In Hearthstone, it's more like, I play, uh, I play Tyrion. 
epic music ensues, and Tyrion speaks, and he appears, and then the taunt appears, and then the divine shield appears. And, you know, and that's fine. I love that. I really do actually love those little bits and pieces they add in. I do. But at the same time, you know, if I'm playing a game, sometimes after I've seen Tyrion drop for like the 50th time today, maybe I just want Tyrion to shut the fuck up. So there is room in the UI for things to be dealt with. I will argue that the actions can be queued. Because I, there have been many occasions where I've played three or four cards in a turn, and, you know, I, I've done a bunch of different things. I've attacked different targets, I've casted spells, I've put buffs on, I've used hero powers, I've attacked with my weapon, I've done all these things, and I'll hit the end button, and my actions will then play out. It's not queuing in the strictest sense of what I believe Lazy AI is talking about here, but it is a form of queuing because you set up all these actions and then you click your end turn button. Your actions will still keep playing out as long as you hit them before your rope ran out. Right. So I, and I've I will, seen that in other games too, and other streamers. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's something that you know I, I'll argue that there isn't that there is a limited form of queuing in the game. Um. Um. Then, sort of a last point that AI had was that Hearthstone's one redeeming redeeming feature would be the arena, but the interface is so slow and syrupy, even when what should be an interesting experience gets neutered into a flabby lassitude. I like Arena, actually. Um, I don't like the current state of Arena um, because of the synergy picks and other assorted bullshit issues with it. But I actually like Arena. Arena mode is good. I'm a terrible drafter, which is sad because I love playing Magic, but I have always been a terrible drafter. Um, but I, I, I like Arena. And I know Nikolai plays quite a bit of Arena, actually. Yeah, I mean, I find it just like you get an experience where of war like you know i suck at it completely but at the same time i'm stuck at you know rank 20 for the majority of my time like if i'm lucky one day i'll get to 15 and i'll just lose all the games go back to 20 and that's how it happens but i still enjoy that yeah, process there, there, there's there's actually ladder gating you, every five levels you can't drop down yeah Exactly. So, but I, with Arena, for example, the way I see it is, I'm going to buy a pack for 150 gold regardless. So, if I play Arena, it costs 150 to get in. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, no, packs cost $100. Yeah. You're at 50 gold, basically, if you exactly. lose immediately. Yeah, but at the same time, you, um, like th- this last Arena I played, I got 50 gold plus a pack. So, and I mean, came I out ahead. yeah, and I only won two times. So, it's like, you know, I still get that experience of, all right, cool. I get to build a deck. You know, I get to, you know, work on my uh, drafting skills, work on my, see if I can understand how cards work um, separately. And it's like something you couldn't get from just kind of building a deck on yourself. It's like you have a limited option of three cards and you have to choose them 30 times. And you have to, all right, so I picked this card. Now I have to synergize that with, the, all the other cards all right let's say i you know at one point i drew a card that says you can only have if you don't have two card like um two cost cards in your deck or something then you're basically building your whole um draft around that one card and it's kind of cool it's just like even if you know and it ends up sucking you get a horrible draw or whatever it's still a fun experience in my personal opinion that i get our deck a card um a pack at the end of it so i get a reward plus the experience and that's just like, I don't know. 
I think that's a great um, value for me personally. Yeah. And it gets over one of his main criticisms, which is you need to pay to play and get the good cards. And this evens that playing field. Yeah. Because honestly, in the last, what, two, three months of just playing one quest a day, you know, just crushing it, doing like re-rolling it if I don't like it. Um, especially when we got, um, uh, that boost in gold and mm-hmm. we got like double the gold. I saved up in one month about 30 packs worth of cards to buy in this new expansion. So I bought, I got 30 packs of cards and I paid nothing for it. So, I mean, I got a legendary, I got a couple things, other things, but I got a pretty good start for paying basically nothing. Uh, to start with. So, I mean, obviously I'm not, you know, competitive at the very least bit, but I still have fine enjoyment in, in the game. So. Okay. Now as sort of an end slash last aside to this, I'm not, I am defending Hearthstone right now. I don't believe Hearthstone is perfect. I, I far from it. I believe Hearthstone has a lot of issues related to it and that, you know, it's something that they, some of these are longstanding issues that haven't been addressed. And it's stuff that I've brought up and I know the community's brought up on many occasions. Um, but on the whole, hello, cat, thank you for screaming. Um, on the whole, I think that the game is in a decent place. Now, again, you know, I'm defending Hearthstone, but at the same cough, time, cough, I am, Cough, cough, druids, exactly. Um, but at the, I'm defending Hearthstone, but at the same time, I'm not saying Hearthstone's perfect, and I'm not saying Hearthstone's gonna be perfect anytime soon. Every game has its issues. Alright. I just simply like playing Hearthstone. So, that's just me. Boys, any kind of thoughts on that? I think it's a good game. You know? I don't know. It's not something that I stay up with on a daily basis or a weekly basis, but it's something that I get into every now and again. And I like the experience and I like playing and I like seeing what the new cards do and thinking about what they could do together and building a deck and yada yada. And, you know, it's fun, but it is what it is. And I think that the genre, I I don't know much about the genre itself. Like you have a lot more experience than I do in terms of other games in the collectible card game genre. And, you know, I don't know how it stacks up against them, but you know, it's it's fine for what it is. See, on that note, I just want to touch on the point where I just feel like Blizzard in itself has their own little twang to everything they do. For example, you know, in comparison, like I could never stand to play um what do you call it? The Heroes of the Storm that the other one um Dota? Yeah, Dota, Dota, and the other ones. I forgot completely off the top of my head. Uh, League of Legends. League of Legends. Yeah, like I could not stand League of Legends for the life of me, but I absolutely love Heroes of the Storm. And so it was just like, I never played Magic the Gathering. I played Yu-Gi-Oh! like in high school. Then, I mean, it was great, but at the same time, like Blizzard just has the little simplicity thing that they put into like every aspect, like their first-person shooter, Overwatch, and everything else. And it's just like, I just feel like they just have that magic that they put in that makes it just simple enough than the other competition. And, you know, just that, that magic that makes it so much better and so yeah. enjoyable because that it's not overcomplicated. Flavor. That blizzard exactly. flavor. Exactly. And it's just like, it just, for me, it does it every yeah. time. Like every IP they have, I've sold my soul to. 
and it's just like I literally in the last two years maybe play two uh, two non Blizzard games because literally they they have enough variety to complete my soul. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you know, these are people who play games too, and they look at the games in the genre, they pick apart them, they look at what's good, what's not good, they try to exclude some of the nonsense from the other games <laughs> that makes them difficult to learn or difficult to play and definitely there is a level of simplicity in it but it's not without you know skill you know, like you still need to be good at these games and um you know from what i hear heroes in particular is very simple compared to what league of legends is or what dota is and um it you know i think is. it leads it leads to different things that make the game great and like you know, more team battles and, you know, more synergy between um, ultimate ability or legendary, what heroic abilities. So, you know, they, they find the things that suck, they get rid of them and they figure out other ways to make their game fun and differentiate it from the competitors. And, you know, they end up being really good games. I can agree with that. And the top of the class most time, like, I just feel like all blizzard games come out on top. Like, as far as, you know, Hearthstone, you know. All right, let's not fillet yeah. Blizzard. That I'm just much. saying I love I love I love Blizzard. I'm completely biased and it's just like I feel like all of them all everything they make are is top notch basically. I'm sure can, your checks in the mail, Nikolai. Your check is in the mail obviously. Shill. I'll, um, I'll sell out any day. Blizzard, you hearing me? All right. <laughs> But I think, I think the thrust of it is that, you know, I disagree with you, but you know what? I, it's like all of your arguments are subjective arguments, not objective arguments. So, I mean, you're entitled to your subjective opinion, just like I'm entitled to my subjective opinion that Hearthstone is okay and it's fine right now, ish. Aside from some outstanding issues, it's fine ish right now. Um, but you know what? I, I, I appreciate you sending us the email and putting your thoughts down and, you know, actually trying to talk to us about it. I, I appreciate you sending you, you, you communicating with us about it. Uh, cause it gives me a chance to talk nerd shit that I don't get to talk nerd shit with a lot. Um, and yeah. I, that, that about covers my response to it. I mean, if you want to, uh, always encourage you since, uh, tweet the show, email the show, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on our opinions. I I, enjoyed the extra content. I I hope you did too. Um, I think that about covers it, boys. So uh, go away. Go away. Bye, God.